this is already the absolute, you could say. It's already God, but you're not quite recognizing it. You're viewing through this lens of contraction, which is fears built on top of fears. And all of our fears are monsters in the closet, monsters under the bed, phantoms in, in our mind, you could say. And everything that happens in one's life is just a kind of an unfoldment to get one to face one's fears over and over until we see that these fears aren't real. There's only love, you could say. It's just opportunity after opportunity for love to reclaim itself, to look at what's appearing as fear and reclaim it. Because the fears are baseless, because they're not built on anything. They've got no grounds to them. They carry on because we don't look at them. You never look in the closet and so you never find out that there's no monster there. So as the deeper we go into it, the deeper we can see, we open closet after closet after closet, there's no monster there. And uh, you know, you keep expecting to find, oh, if I open this closet, I'll find a monster. Okay, there's no one, there's nothing there. I'll open this closet, again, no monster. And all we find is sensation, which in itself, it doesn't have any problems attached to it, it's just sensation. But the story that gets put on the sensation has problems, there are monsters within the story. But the sensation itself, which is something much closer to truth than the story, doesn't have that issue. It is just open and free. And it becomes very clear through this investigation, go deeper and deeper and deeper through it. It requires a bit of courage because it is uncomfortable to open these closet doors, to look under the bed over and over and over again. We just keep looking and keep looking. And it may become very obvious that everything in our lives is a kind of perfect unfoldment, constantly facing our fears in either small or larger ways. And so when the contractions are released, you're viewing clearly, you've cleaned that lens. Life seems to forget itself. And in its forgetting of itself, it creates something that seems other than life. The real manifests out of itself, within itself, and seems to be ignorant of its true self. It's like looking through two lenses at once, like wearing a pair of glasses, and one lens is fear, one lens is desire, and it kind of comes together in your vision as one contracted projection. So yeah, that's what you see, that's what you experience, grasping aversion. When you get close to experience and ask, what is this really? It reveals richness, truth, and therefore wisdom. The word wisdom is closely related to the concept of knowing or seeing in a deeper or more insightful way. Wisdom is knowing, wisdom is seeing. So when you get close to an experience, really, really close, I don't just mean through radical empiricism, get close to experience so you open your heart to it and so you really get to know it intimately so you really understand it so you really know it inside out then it reveals such a depth of truth of the very fabric of reality actually so we're not trying to get rid of anything in fact we're doing the opposite we're recognizing the inclusion of everything everything is included and that's love you know if it's included even this fear in and as the wholeness of, of reality itself, then that can change the experience of it quite naturally and organically without doing anything to it. 
So change does happen because this reality is always in a fluid flux-like state. Change is inevitable. Rather than trying to change, just recognize change happens. And if you find you can't love something, then can you love your inability to love it? And recognize the context in which that difficulty arises. It's within the space of awareness held within this unconditional embrace. You're listening to the Non-Duality Podcast. This is Nick Hyam from thewholenessofexperience.com and here with me is Paul Dobson. It feels like human beings just literally are folds in the absolute, like you've got the sheet, the perfect pristine sheet of the absolute and you've got all of these folds in them and, you know, the folds, they take themselves to be separate from the sheet. Sometimes it can get itself so scrunched up that it might be in knots, you know, it might need some untangling. So it might have somehow tangled itself into a knot. And if these folds, they, they're so scrunched up in places, they need to be just straightened out. And life is kind of like this hot iron that comes over the top and just gently or sometimes not so gently just flattens these folds slowly down and we were like oh why is this happening to me this is horrible don't, don't anything but this and it's just the iron coming along flattening these folds whatever's happening to you or seems to be happening to you is is only to get you to look at your fear it's like if it feels something bad's happening you are just faced with your fear so you can go okay what is this what is this made of what am i actually what am i actually scared of here what is it that I'm actually scared of? And look closer. Look, and get more investigative with it. Get the microscope out. Look closer, then look closer. And then just inquire, well, what, what is this linked to? Why is it so scary? Why is it? And, and, just, and just really digging away at it. And you'll find that it's like um, it's mirages built on mirages. It's not mirages built on a solid foundation. It's fears built on top of fears. And they have no structure to them. They just, they dissolve. The second you see that uh, all that exists is this pristine, perfect, love-natured, absolute being, all of the situations that appear to happen to us are seen clearly as life saying, hey, look, look, no monster here. Move on. <laughs> you know, just look under the bed. No monster. Look in the closet. No monster. Move on. Now, now move on, you know, and then face another fear. Okay, maybe there. Oh, there really seems like there's going to be a monster this time. Uh, this time, there's definitely. I can feel it in my system. My system is is it hurts and it's terrified. You find again, there's no monster uh, because all that exists is the absolute. There's no there's no separate people, no separate things, no separate events. There's just this pristine, absolutely perfect, love natured being, you could say, and. <laughs> we believe we're something other than that and that there needs to be a process in place for us to realize we are the absolute and so this is the perfect process of reintegration the absolute reintegrating itself we're relaxing these these scrunched up folds of the absolute which we are that's what we are the second that sees itself in this fear the fear dissolves it's just shining shining a light on it and it just can't that fold has now gone. <laughs> it's, it's unscrunched. It's flat. And it's you look around and you go, oh, it's only it's only the absolute. Yeah, for sure. 
keep looking closer. And there are different ways of looking. There are different um, levels of focus. So you can expand your focus, you can narrow your focus or zoom in and zoom out. But the main thing is you, you keep looking, keep exploring. Yeah, and that question you, you asked, what am I afraid of? What am I scared of? That question has a few presuppositions built into it. That there is something to fear, that it exists out there and it's going to get you. What do we fear ultimately? We fear death. You can trace back every single fear to the fear of death. So if every fear is the fear of death, what's every desire pointing to? It's pointing to the desire to be, to exist, to experience. And that is love. To exist is to love. Existence and love are the same. So what have we got to work with? Fear, which is non-being, and love, which is being. So how to meet fear? Meet it from the perspective of love. What would love do? But to meet what's present from a position of story is to meet it with desire and fear. And what you're experiencing already has the flavour of desire and fear. So you can't fix desire and fear with desire and fear. It just doesn't work. You stay on the same level. You're overlooking what's really happening, what's really there. You're fixated on a story, a narrative. As Einstein said, you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created it. You can't solve a problem with the same consciousness that created it. You can't meet desire and fear with desire and fear. So what would love do instead? Love would nurture, feed, embrace and include. Love would say, I love you. I acknowledge you. I see you. I am with you beyond any idea of intimacy because I am you, because we are one. And that recognition of we are one is what it is to love, isn't it? That love is, that recognition of oneness. Yeah. The approach is to meet it with love and gentleness and skillfulness, showing that aspect of you love. And then it starts to reveal what it is more. It starts to reveal, it softens. And so you need to be gentle and let it just unravel and and it becomes clearer what it is the more you unknot it, the more you unravel it. The intention is kind of about getting to know whatever this energy is and getting to know. You don't go with the intention of going, I'm going to go beyond fear here. I'm going to get rid of this fear. You sort of get to know it and then you realize it's not made of fear anymore. It's like the fear aspect of it doesn't actually exist. You sort of get to know it. You, you have a sort of a, you become, it sort of opens itself to you for lack of better words but sometimes you know things like therapy are needed and then when it's loosened a little bit when it's calmed you can maybe do what we're talking about you sort of start investigating into the nature of what that is what is that fear what is it made of let me have a deeper look at it follow where that fear has come from or how it how it exists or whether it has got an existence that's based in fear and um they're really parts of love that forgotten that they are love. They've forgotten themselves as love and love is just reclaiming itself. It's just opportunity after opportunity for love 
to reclaim itself. There's always an opportunity for, for you as love to look at what's appearing as what appears to be fear and reclaim it. Love is the nearest word we have for what, you know, that with a capital T is. It's in its nature, it's love, bliss, joy, ecstasy. And that's its kind of essence. If you boiled everything down, that's all that really exists. Fear, despair, you know, horror is that essence forgetting itself in its own in its own manifestation and that's not a mistake but I, I don't know what the reason of that is but it's it's for nothing else than experience you could say it that's the, the best we can do is say it just wants to experience what it is not what it it wants to experience itself in contrast what's the contrast of its essence but it because of its nature it can it can reclaim itself it can see because what's real is always real what's as Paul Selig's guides say, what's true is always true. And so when you put true face to face with a lie, a fear is always a lie. Even though it's difficult to see, fear is always a lie. It's always a distortion of truth. That it's like truth reflecting in a mirror made of broken shards. But what's actually there is is just truth looking at itself and not recognizing itself love truth and love are synonymous in this and it can be recognized in an instant but it can be a slow process peeling back layers because you don't you you know it's very difficult if you've been living in the dark your whole life and someone puts a floodlight on uh, but you find that traumatizing and disorientating so it life in life's intelligence and its love for itself and its its infinite wisdom it will slowly very slowly turn the dimmer switch back on slowly be with myself slowly be with my fears gently 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 Just turn that dimmer switch on let them ease up slowly into your system to be seen and you build courage and eventually you can see them for what they are yeah you said earlier that fear is always a lie and what fear says is that death is always around the corner you could be wiped out at any moment. You could lose your life in some way. So every fear is existential in nature because each fear points to this possibility of not existing anymore. What we seek is we believe something that could add to our sense of selves and build us up, bolster ourselves. What we seek is something that we feel will go towards completing us so every desire is existential in nature. Truth says you are life itself. And fear is just a symptom of this forgetfulness that you spoke about, or this ignorance. Life seems to forget itself. And in its forgetting of itself, it creates something that seems other than life. The real manifests out of itself, within itself, and seems to be ignorant of its true self. And it is an appearance only because what you are is life, is reality, and you can't die. There's nothing to fear. But life has created the possibility of, of fearing, the ability to fear, and the ability to seek what we desire because we feel limited and, and lacking, restricted as individuals. 
cough on the whole. So it's not wrong. There's no wrong experience. N nothing here is out of place because it's all, it's all that. It's all reality. Life seems to forget. Life seems to be ignorant of itself. And what we're talking about is recognizing that everything is a manifestation of love. All of it is a manifestation of love. You can trace everything back to love. We suffer when we forget this truth. This manifestation, this, this creation that you're experiencing in which there is duality, this is all in the name of love because it's the, it's the one experiencing itself this way and there's no other substance than the one, than the wholeness that, we're, that we always talk about in this podcast. So while it seems like you are not the whole, while you feel limited and separate and scared, there are many things you can do to gradually, like you say, look at what's happening to, to see what's true and to return to wholeness. So it seems like there's a journey. It seems like there can be a process, which is, which is amazing, isn't it? It's amazing that it, it can seem that way because ultimately you are wholeness itself. There's nothing you need to do. You're not separate from the whole. You are the whole experiencing yourself. But it seems in this play of duality, it seems like a process is needed and time is required in order to regain what you are in order to see everything as a manifestation of love. You can trust that everything arises from home and dissolves back into home. Everything is unravelling, unwinding anyway, is going in that direction, that non-direction, because it's here and now. I liked what you said, um, that word organic. It's organic, it's like, you know, you kind of think when you think organic, you think of soil, you think of plants growing out of the soil and how the absolute naturalness of that, the or organic process of, of them just growing through the soil, the automatic unfoldment of that plant towards the sun. And um, it's in our nature to do the same. Everything in reality is doing the same thing, which is we're just rivers just streaming back towards the ocean. Inevitably, all the water is heading back to the ocean. And um, there's a temptation to think, I'm in the wrong place, I'm not doing enough, or I'm, I'm doing the wrong thing. And this is kind of where faith comes in. It's a sort of, it's a knowing deep within yourself that it's actually unfolding exactly as it should. And everything's happening at, at the right time. What's strange is it's doing itself, yet it's totally, it feels like a totally engaged process at the same time. And that's the paradox, I guess, of where people get stuck, stuck with non-doership, doership, free will, no free will, but it's engaged and it's automatic. And uh, it's, there's no wrong or right thing to be doing right now. There are other modalities which can help, <laughs> but the most potent way is to just look at your experience and go, what, what is it? What is it really? What is it telling me? What is it Something Angelo said that I really liked. It, he had said, you know, through sitting with these different emotions, they transmit something which is invaluable. It's beyond something you can learn in a book. It's beyond something you can learn with focused meditation of just entering states of ecstasy or or um, going into samadhi. These things, these emotions are the wisdom itself waiting to unpack itself into your experience waiting to transmit waiting to be seen yeah 
any way you can be with your experience and get closer to it to understand it more deeply that will help reveal the wholeness of of experience the wholeness of experience is the the healing we're talking about recognizing that you can never be separate and recognizing that actually in believing that, that i was separate i i was limited and i lacked and i had to seek and i had to defend myself as a fragile speck so anyway you can look at your experience and align experientially with that unraveling with that deepening that softening that understanding absolutely everything every experience is being pulled back to wholeness is being reminded that it is included that it is loved that it is a necessary part of reality because it is reality so everything is is being guided it's a natural guidance built into life that reminds itself of this wholeness this is just noticing what is already the case this is always about noticing what's already the case not about attaining anything achieving anything it's about recognizing the nature of what is the nature of your present experience like you said if you get close to experience get close to a feeling get close to a contraction and seek to open your heart to what's really there then something is transmitted something deep and rich wisdom is unveiled in getting close to experience yeah this is already the case you said and it reminds me of those magic eye 3d illusions that is already you know you could say a bunch of dinosaurs on the page is already there if you look at it in the right way it already exists as that this is coming to see it and you have to might have to look extra carefully and gently you know and have some patience <laughs> eventually you will come to see that image <laughs> it's, it's kind of like that with this you know it's already the case this is already the absolute you could say it's already god but you're not quite recognizing it if you're not seeing it you okay go work out well what am i taking to be not god you know what am i where am i thinking that this isn't god that this is somehow separate where is it where is what's that it's like a dream at night you think there's all these characters and they're all one they're all you yet they're all your dreaming minds once you become lucid you realize that fact and they still they don't melt into some sheet of the absolute you know <laughs> they don't melt into just light they can do in a dream of course <laughs> but um they don't they still they're, they're still there as the characters but you know you're interacting with yourself you know you once you're lucid you know oh they, there's no characters here you know this it's like like that with this like what <laughs> but you have to because everything is a reflection of you if your internal state is twisted and contracted and fearful you it's going to be very very difficult to see everything as that you know just sitting with these emotions sitting with these difficult feelings you see god in those you look around and you suddenly your vision's clearer and you're like oh it's i, I see god everywhere now 
It's the lens you're viewing through. You're viewing through this lens of contraction. When the contractions are released, you're viewing clearly. You know, it's like you've cleaned that lens. The fact that you're actually listening to this podcast with some level of interest is <laughs> you're already very much on that. You're, <laughs> you're kind of inevitably unfolding in a certain direction. You, The fact you've got to this point where you're curious enough about your nature, about the nature of reality, about the nature of your emotions and the self and what are things and what are people. And the fact you're already there, it's kind of like, the ball's already started rolling. That karmic wind-up doll has already started to un unwind itself. Well, it wouldn't be right to um, not include in this Sagadasa Maharaj quote. He says, this is from the book I Am That, liberation is a natural process and in the long run, inevitable. But it is within your power to bring it into the now. Every experience is self-liberating like the experience of this word. Notice how each word liberates itself. So that process of liberation that he talks about is natural, is inevitable, and you don't have to do anything. But what you can do is notice it. And that's what he's referring to when he says it's within your power to bring it into the now. Notice it now. And like you say, it is like cleaning the lens. It's like looking through two lenses at once, like wearing a pair of glasses and one lens is fear, one lens is desire and it kind of comes together in your vision as one contracted projection. So yeah, that's what you see, that's what you experience, grasping aversion. When you get close to experience and ask what is this really, it reveals richness, truth and therefore wisdom. The word wisdom is closely related to the concept of knowing or seeing in a deeper or more insightful way. Wisdom is knowing, wisdom is seeing. So when you get close to an experience, really, really close, I don't just mean through radical empiricism, get close to experience so you open your heart to it and so you really get to know it intimately, so you really understand it, so you really know it inside out then it reveals such a depth of truth of the very fabric of reality actually what's also worth saying is that we're not trying to get rid of anything in fact we're doing the opposite we're recognizing the inclusion of everything everything is included and that's love you know if it's included even this fear in and as the wholeness of of reality itself then that can change the experience of it quite naturally and organically without doing anything to it. So change does happen because this reality is always in a fluid flux-like state. Change is inevitable. Rather than trying to change, just recognise change happens because every experience is self-liberating. Yeah, that's, um, that's a big tenet of um, the Dzogchen teachings is self-liberation like you say every single experience is liberating by itself like you very well put the words they're gone where are those words i can't find them actually i can't find them anyway you can rewind the recording maybe and find them there but it won't be 
It won't be this moment of you listening to the words. It won't be. It's new. It's a new moment, you could say. It's a fresh, totally fresh. Even though the same words are being said, it's still you, you could say, that's hearing them. It's not that exact moment that you first listened to those words. And it's gone. It's as as things are arising, they're going. And so what's interesting about what we've been talking about is when you're with all these difficult emotions, these feelings, these sensations, whatever is going on for you, and you just are willing to just engage and just get to know them, they do liberate by themselves. In a way, they're not real and they don't have any substance to them until you give them that substance. Um, if you don't give them that, they just kind of flash and dissolve because you're allowing them to liberate by themselves. With these feelings, these thoughts, this imagery, all this stuff that comes up, it requires nothing of you. It requires nothing. You can, like you can engage with it in the ways we're saying, and that's something else. That's not that's not attaching. That's that's actually a form of self liberation. It's not totally passive, but it's not an it's not active either. It's just a very subtle notice. Noticing's the best word. A subtle engagement, a gentle, loving engagement with what's there and not attaching to what you're engaging with like and reaching and desiring it um or or um fearing it and pushing it it, it's a very subtle process it's a very subtle thing you know it's so it it's possible to get to a point in your experience with all of this where you are willing just to not do anything about what's arising you know unconditional love just to quickly go back to that it doesn't do anything as such it just has its it just puts its unconditional loving gaze upon whatever it sees and that's that's the nature of the spirit in which to approach this is that unconditionally loving gauge and that is self-liberation that is that is getting to, that is also seeing seeing the nature of what's there it's all of the stuff we're talking about it's just having that gentle openness towards everything that arises in your experience yeah and if you find you can't love something then can you love your inability to love it you know if you find that you're being harsh with something that's showing up in your experience can you be gentle with that harshness and if you find that you can't that you can't love your inability to love your apparent inability to love not that that is actually a thing because there's only love ultimately but if you you find you it's difficult to love the unlovingness then recognize the context in which that difficulty arises that inability to love the unlovingness is held within awareness so it's 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 loved by awareness by actually what you are because you are that you are that consciousness you are that presence and sometimes it just it's just really difficult to love something it's really hard to not sometimes to, to love something or to accept something this is not about being saint-like <laughs> you know we're looking to just meet what is and if it's difficult to meet what is then meet this difficulty of meeting what is and if that's difficult then notice that difficulty is held within this unconditional embrace 
of what this is, of what you are. That's such a key point is like there's the feeling that, oh no, I've missed it. I failed. And like, oh, I, I need to get back to the thing. You know, I, 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 and then it's like you say, it just gets very, very subtle. It's like even that feeling of failure or even a, that feeling of I've missed this ability to be with, you know, the current situation, the current arising and experience. Um, that is now your experience this moment. So be with that. That is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many layers of rejection there are. If at the moment there's one acceptance, the one ability to see the whole thing, the whole, it's like a house of cards being built, the whole house of cards, you pull one card away, the whole thing, you're, you're back. It's like Tetris, you get one of the colours and like the whole thing dissolves. Like, you know, it's it's like um, like that. So it's, it's very, very easy to start thinking, oh, fail, I need to do better at this and I'm not doing, you know, the inquiries well enough. I'm not exploring this well enough. But okay, stop yourself. That too, that as well that resistance the second you notice that that whole pulling pulling that card out from the bottom the whole thing falls down you're here the whole thing self-liberates and you're back you're back because you never left so it's it's would it truly be unconditional love if it didn't include all of your shortcomings and everything if it's if it's truly unconditional that includes everything not not as an idea and this is important it's not as an idea like, oh, I can just be this terrible person that's just like really not very nice to people and like I'm very selfish and what have you. It's not like an that's that's following the idea of I, you know, of of what we're talking about. It's it kind of has to be experienced to be known. Like you have to experience what that's like, you know, to to feel you kind of feel your way into how that feels to be stuck on 10 12 15 layers of like <laughs> rejecting the rejection on top of the rejection on top of the fear on top of a rejection uh, and then seeing the whole thing seeing all of that and it and going that's it as well it's not a word it's not an idea it's a knowing like a noticing you know you notice it like, okay yeah it was all built up all of that stuff is um, not a problem at all. And it undoes all of that, you know. Um, it's very powerful. Even what we're saying today could be taken as apply this approach and you'll have a better life. <laughs> and also it's worth saying that there are some things that are so painful that you can't get close to them right now or you can't get close to them on your own you can't bear them they feel unbearable that it just would feel so scary to to even acknowledge them so be gentle with yourself there have compassion for yourself there we're not saying that you should sit with everything and you should be able to sit with everything and somehow that shining the light of awareness on that thing will transmute it and change it into your light or something it may not feel possible to get close to something and there's an intelligence in that as well the psyche creates walls and areas of resistance 
for specific reasons. There's always an, there's always a purpose, but those walls that once were erected for a certain purpose aren't necessarily serving as right now. And so it's recognizing that. Can I soften this wall? Is it is it safe now to soften this wall? And if it doesn't feel safe to soften the wall, then don't leave it there and work with another area area of your experience. So it's not like just bashing down all these walls. Just follow your sense of knowing. Follow your intuition. So um, that's really important. I think that's very important what you're saying. It's kind of like the dimmer switch metaphor that I used earlier, you know, slowly turning the dimmer switch on as opposed to blinding yourself. Like, you know, look, it's like going from darkness to looking directly at the sun is not going to be good. Um, if, but if you slowly, slowly adjust, you know, and so, I, so yeah, there's, there's intelligence. And I think, like you said, there is intelligence in everything. I so said there is intelligence in that and there's intelligence in, you're not okay you're not ready right now to to fully look at that fear you'll be ready exactly when you're ready and when you're ready it will be at the exact right time for you to look at that and there's an intelligence to that it will unpack itself unfold itself at the perfect time <laughs> it knows when it's ready there's an intelligence like it's all little programs that are running themselves out and they know when to unpack themselves it's it's like you know it's like computer coding or something. It just knows it knows when to pop up and appear into experience and to be seen. And it it doesn't mean it'll be comfortable when it's seen. Um, it'll probably be very uncomfortable, especially if it's something deep and dark. But it will appear at the right time to be seen. And you don't force yourself to see it. It will it will show itself to you because as your experience. And all you've got to do is not. It's not about bearing it. It's not about just like, oh, I've just got to make it through this. It's about just gently seeing it and shining the You could say, for lack of better words, shining the light of your awareness on it. And just, just wants to be seen. Just wants to come out of the shadows. Wants to, yeah. And there's a time for it to come out of the shadows. So that just let the intelligence lead the way. There's an inte deep intelligence beyond what your mind would call itself as intelligence is a deep intelligence that knows the way knows how to unpack things in the perfect order and uh just when it arises don't force it you don't need to dig into it when things arise in your experience be there for it show it love to the best of your ability uh talk to a therapist and get support if you need to talk to a non-dual therapist like like nick if you need to like wh whatever feels appropriate to help you with this um just do it 